Gospel Message, Week 103. What do you stand for? For everyone who knows me relatively well, you know how I feel about secular symbolisms of Christian celebrations and the secular commercialization that has been attached to them for centuries. Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, store Christmas shopping sales, etc. For those who don't know why I have an issue with these things, it's because I believe that they have become very effective as serving as a ploy and a diversion in camouflaging and totally overshadowing the true Christian significance of these celebrations. I find it unfortunate that many people, adult and children alike, can go through the entire season of Christmas and Easter. And I focus on the two because I believe that they receive the highest amount of attention and not even make a single reference to the true symbolism of what we are really celebrating in those seasons. The thought also of how it is predominantly Christian celebrations that are attacked with all these substitutions and intense com commercialization, it infuriates and petrifies me at the same time. Have you ever heard of stores staying open till 3 a.m. for a Yom Kippur sale or for an Edel Fitri sale? No, because those believers purely focus on the spiritual significance of those celebrations. It's celebrated with communal worship, communal feasting, and communal prayer. And that is that. The significance of why they celebrate those holidays gets passed down from adult to child, from parent to child. And it is never camouflaged with anything secular or all the commercialization of the world. Many years ago, I was at the mall with one of my sons. And there was an Easter bunny display set up for children who wanted to take pictures. And as we walked by, my son, who was nine at the time, said, well, I guess we won't be taking any pictures over there because we don't celebrate Easter. I was mortified. And I asked him, I said, why did you say that? He said, well, we don't believe in the Easter bunny, so that means we don't celebrate Easter. I was both consumed with sadness and horror at the same time because I had made a lot of effort to explain to him what we didn't celebrate but did not do such a good job of making him understand what we do celebrate and why. So right there in the mall, I sat him down and explained to him in a way that a nine-year-old could understand. I said, we do celebrate Easter, but I went further to explain the how and the why and linked it to the Christmas story and the story of the resurrection of Christ so he could understand the entire picture and the spiritual significance of those holidays. The point that I'm trying to make here is that it is ultimately our responsibility as parents, guardians, caregivers, and churches to see to it that our children understand the spiritual significance of Christian celebrations. But before we can teach it to our children, we, the teachers, must get it ourselves. The message of Christ is not to be acknowledged only during Easter and Christmas or any other dates on the Christian calendar. It is not only to be acknowledged on Sunday at church or when we are doing some other church-related activities. The message of Jesus Christ is to be woven into the very fabric of our lives, into the very fabric of our beings. The message of Jesus Christ is to govern every thought, every utterance, every action. 
Professing to be a Christian does not mean that we are claiming to be perfect and without fault. Professing to be a Christian means that we have set our hearts on Christ and have dedicated ourselves to living in him. Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 to 7 read, As therefore you have received Christ, walk in him, rooted up and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. We're also told in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, For to this ye were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. There is a serious battle going on for our souls. Satan is trying hard through deception, through manipulation, through confusion, to cause us to doubt the message and the truth of Jesus Christ. And that is why we're told in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But God the Father, who opened the way, God the Son who showed us the way and God the Holy Spirit who guides us along the way remain our protection from the plans of the enemy. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Proverbs 18.10 So let us stop adopting the attitude that it's no big deal when it comes to the way Christmas and Easter are swallowed up in commercialization, in secular, secularism, and in worldliness. Every aspect of a Christian's life is a big deal. It is a minute-to-minute, hour-to-hour, day-to-day walk. The Word of God calls for us to be sober and vigilant, so it is a very big deal. But the Lord has assured us in Hebrews 13, 5, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. It is important to state that what we stand for is Christ. What we stand for is the receiving of this Christ. When it comes to our, our special sacred Christian commemorations, when it comes to them being attacked by secularization, we have to take a stand, not as a stand in protesting outside on the street with a placard, but that stand in teaching ourselves or allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us, and of course, teaching our children what the significance of those celebrations is about. It is more important to be certain of and committed to what we do stand for, and then we now have to live it. May that which our loving Savior sacrificed for us, may it never be in vain in the name of Jesus Christ. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.